welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. His name will be light of the world. His name will be Almighty God, Jesus Christ our King, Prince of Peace. Behold the Lord of all. Songs of
Isaiah chapter 9 says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23 says this. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will soon have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That's what this is all about, church. Why don't we lift our hands? Let's give Jesus some praise. Emmanuel, God is with us. Come on, church, let's put your hands together like this. Come on. So 
the honor. We are here to worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus, and thank you, Jesus, for becoming the Savior of the world. We celebrate you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen and amen. It's a joy to celebrate Christmas with you, whether you're in person or online. We want to say Merry Christmas. Yes, and if you were the one praying for snow, <laughs> you got your, your prayer was answered. Yeah, White Christmas is here. Lighten yes. up. Lighten up. That's all I'm saying. You're on the prayer team. Hey, uh, it is a joy to be able to celebrate this time. In just a moment, we're going to have an extended kids program. We love having the kids uh, be really uh, part of this service. So extended kids program and then more Christmas carols. But turn to your neighbor and just kind of give them a wave and say Merry Christmas, all right? Then you can be seated. Tell me the entire Christmas story. Let me see. It started with um, Mary. And Mary was doing her normal chores. What kind of chores was Mary doing? Laundry and making beds. Mostly everything. And an angel came to her and said, You'll have a baby and you'll name it Jesus. And then she told Joseph, I'm going to have a baby boy named Jesus. And he was shocked. How did Joseph respond? Are you kidding? A baby? An angel came to you? Wow, someone's playing a trick on you or something. And then the, that night in a dream, the angel Gabriel said, Mary's not lying. He is going to have a baby. And so Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem because of the census. Are we there yet? No, it's just a couple more hours. Where were you going to sleep? We're going to sleep in the inn. What if there's no room? Don't worry about it. Mary and Joseph looked around for a place to stay, but they couldn't find anywhere to stay. And they tried the last inn. They kept asking and asking, Can I please have a hotel? But he still said no. But then he said, There is a stable over there um, by the hill. What? I just went to Bethlehem to stay in a barn. <laughs> what did the stable look like? It was stinky, I had cow poop. It was very noisy. <laughs> ba, moo, <laughs> ba, yee honk. <laughs> um, um, uh, oink. And um, there was a manger made out of um, hay. Well, it was a food though, so it might have like a bunch of food in it. Smelled disgusting. And um, that's where baby Jesus was born. But in the wilderness, there was um, three wise men, or shepherds, and um, the angels came to them. First, there's one and then a million in the sky. And they said, There is a savior being born in Bethlehem. We need to go find this baby. Do you want me to drive? No, let's take the camera. <laughs> so they um, followed the star to Bethlehem. It kind of smells, smells in here. When Jesus was born, um, uh, there was angels coming down 
in the stable. Gloria Injustice. Gloria Injustice. What do you think Mary and Joseph said when the angels were done singing? Congratulations, you had a baby. We brought you a gift, a smelly candle and some gold. And all of the world rejoiced because the baby Jesus had been born. Thanks for listening to our Christmas story, The End. that you decided to join us. We're glad for our online campus, and we also want to make a special welcome to our kids in yes. the room. Yes. We're so glad you're here. Now, we want to get to know yes. you kids in the room, okay? So we have to have you do something, is that okay? Okay, great. On the count of three, you're gonna shout your name as loud as you can, and we're gonna get all the names. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Whoa, that was pretty good. It is so nice to meet you. We are the Go Kids team here at the Apple yes. Valley. I'm Pastor Rachel. I'm Pastor Kathy. And I'm Pastor Lindsay. Now, you guys, we just saw this really awesome video all about the night baby yes. Jesus being born. But I think yep. we need to go back like a little bit farther, okay? Let's so I know that there's something we decorate on Christmas. It's like green, a wreath. And it's big. No, uh, not mistletoe. a wreath. Mistletoe. Mm -hmm. ah, mistletoe. Gross. No, 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 not a mistletoe, not a wreath. Um, kids, do you know what it could be? What? A Christmas tree. Yes, that's a tree. what it is. Well, what if I told you that the Christmas tree could help tell the story of baby Jesus? Let's do it. Wouldn't it be wow. cool? Yes. So, to start with, we need a tree. Does anyone know where we can a find tree. a tree? I can go to There's the lobby and the grab lobby. one. What? Yes. The lobby. The yeah. lobby? The Just lobby. The lobby. Oh, my word. Look Wait. at that. Oh! Crazy. The main type of tree that people use to decorate at Christmas time is an evergreen tree. And if you look outside in the wintertime and you see these trees, do they die and lose their leaves like the other trees? No, I don't think they, they do. don't. <laughs> Actually, they never die. They stay the same all year long. And that's why it is the most perfect tree to use at Christmas time because it represents yes. the everlasting life that we have when we get to ask Jesus into our heart. I love that. Yeah, that's good. Wait, Pastor Kathy, that must be why it's called an evergreen tree. It's forever <laughs> green. All right, now that we have our tree, what's the first thing that you guys usually put on your Christmas tree um, to decorate it? What do you put on it first normally? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know, but I think it's lights. lights. I think it's Fun. lights. Did you know even the lights on your Christmas tree have to do with the Christmas story, okay? So the most common light you see are the white lights on your Christmas tree. In the Bible, in John 8, 12, it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And that's why we put lights on our Christmas tree, because it reminds us that Jesus is 
the light of the world. Now it. you might see some red lights on a Christmas tree every once in a while, and the red <laughs> lights represent the blood that Jesus shed when he died on the cross for you and for me. Okay, I love it. So we have the tree, we have the lights, and then there's good. something that we like hang on them. Do you guys know what they're called? There you yes! go. Ornaments. Yes. Ornaments. Okay, I have it. some. Should I show you? Should I show you? Okay. They're cool. In my little trusty box. So here's what's so cool. The first ornament that we have is a bell. The bell is super important because it represents Jesus calling home his lost sheep. And you're like, Pastor Rachel, lost sheep? Well, what that means in the Bible is maybe somebody hasn't known who Jesus is yet, but Jesus is always ready for you with his big arms full of love, wanting you to come yeah. home to him. Now, I have a, oh, thank you, oh my goodness. I have this next ornament and it's personally my favorite because I feel like I closely resemble this, okay? So I know like I'm pretty perfect. Actually, Pastor like I make Rachel, a couple. We only brought two angel. Yes. Because I thought I represented the perfect angel. We only brought two. Well, oh, just so kidding, we brought three. <gasps> you actually, did? Yes. Don't put it on me. Oh, oh, see, guys, this oh, fits. I got it straighten her halo just a moment. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. The angel was super important as well yeah, the night was. that Jesus was born because the angel told Mary, Joseph, yep. and the shepherds where Jesus was that night. It's true. Is that awesome? So awesome. So now we're missing one more part, a very important part of the tree, and it goes way up to the tippity oh, top. Did I? It's a star. Did you say a star? Oh my! Here it comes. Our star. It's so cute. Do you know that our star represents what the wise men followed to find baby Jesus? They followed that star for a very long time. And that is why we put the star way up top of the tree for everyone to see. We want everyone to see the stars so yeah. it will lead them to more of the amazing things that Christ Jesus has for us. <laughs> All right, go kids. I love it's it. your favorite part of the tree. It's what you put underneath your tree. I think I know. I think every I know. Christmas. I think I know. What do you think it is? Charcoal! Oh, charcoal? No, no it's not charcoal, oh, but it is you. your presents. <laughs> Even the presents underneath your Christmas tree have to do with the Christmas story. We give and receive gifts at Christmas time because we were given the greatest gift ever, which is Jesus Christ himself. God gave us Jesus Christ so that we could have a relationship with him. And that's why we have presents on Christmas because it helps tell us the Christmas story of how God gave us the greatest gift ever. Absolutely. And I'm, I have a gift for you guys. I didn't bring it, but I'm gonna get it to you after you it? guys know what you think it is. No, no. We get it every it? year. What is it? Here at uh, the doors, it's chocolate bars! Oh my goodness. Wait, that actually reminds me. Each of you got a bag on the way in. It's a red bag if you have it. Inside of it, it has a Christmas tree that you can bring home and that'll help you remember everything you learned today about the Christmas tree and how to tell the Christmas story and each part of it with the parts of the tree. And on your way out, each of you are going to get a chocolate bar. Yes. For, you can take one with you. And that's our way of Go Kids of saying, have a very Merry Christmas! Bye guys! Welcome
Welcome to Christmas Eve at River Valley. We are so honored that you would join us. My name is Nicole. This is my husband, Davey. Yes, and we want to connect with you. We want to make sure maybe you're just tuning in to Christmas Eve services because you're thinking, I got to do something. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve. Everybody goes to church on Christmas Eve. Uh, well, we want to make sure that this is more than just something that you do once a year. We want to get to know you. We want to connect with you. And so in order to do that, you can simply text River Valley to 94,000 and uh, get connected with everything that's happening in the life of our church, which is actually a lot of different things. Yes. One thing we want to let you know about is that this weekend, we are actually not meeting in person. We will be doing everything online. All of our services yes. will be online. It's going to be a special yep. online experience for everyone. So make sure that you don't miss out on that. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, you're a part of our online family. Yes. And uh, that means everybody's joining us. And so it's going to be an awesome time. Pastor Rob has uh, put together an incredible, incredible, uh, really experience. River Valley Worship is going to be a part of it, uh, showing you some new things that are happening. But I'm really excited for what God's going to do and what you're going to experience um, this weekend. Going into the new year, can you believe? No. It's almost the new year. Uh, it's wild to think about it. But I'm so excited that we as a church, every single year, we start the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yeah. And uh, so that's going to be starting on January 4th. We're going to be starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. In fact, um, the, the weekend, uh, the first weekend in January, uh, the campus pastors are going to be preaching uh, about prayer and fasting, leading us into the 21 days of prayer and fasting. So what we want you to do is join us. Uh, please download the River Valley Church app and all of the details, um, the added things, the, the resources are going to be on the app. It makes it super easy. You super can find easy. all of it right there. Yeah, so don't miss out on that. It's a great way to start the year strong. Uh, the, another thing that we're doing uh, in January is reading through the entire new Testament. Let's go, yes. church. This is awesome. We call it a soap sprint. What is soap? Soap is our Bible reading plan that we have here at River Valley. It stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And uh, what we're going to be doing together as a church through the app is a sprint uh, through the New Testament. And when we did this last year, it, the New Testament came to life. Yeah for me and uh, we wanted to do the same for you um, as well. So make sure you join us on the Soap Sprint. Uh, right now, I'm gonna share around our giving. Uh, we are so blessed to be a blessing. That's what we believe as a church. And I never want us to forget that. And this time of year, uh, it's always a good reminder that we are more blessed to give than to receive. That's what the Bible tells us, that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so I first of all wanna say thank you to each and every one of you who have participated uh, with your faithful giving to the tithe, that first 10%. We are a tithing church, and we say thank you for being faithful in that and in your generosity above and beyond that to Kingdom Builders. Just this last week, uh, all of our locations uh, participated in, in not just doing things globally through Kingdom Builders, but also locally. Dozens upon dozens of organizations not only got uh, financial support and funding, but also we showed up as people, as the church, to help serve and care for people. So thank you, all of you that are participating and are a part of that. And I do want to remind you that you can participate. It's never yes. uh, too late to join us. And so what you can do is go to rivervalley.org give and set up your giving there. And again, thank you so, so much 
for your faithfulness and your generosity. Nicole, would you pray for our offering? Okay. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to give. You were so generous to us when you gave your son Jesus. And I just pray that we would give out of a generous heart that looks like yours. God, make us look more like you. Um, And I thank you that as we give, you are going to just continue to bless and um, use that offering uh, in the way that only you can, God. And so we thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
single person that has stepped up to volunteer during our services here and at all of our campuses. Uh, there are people serving as volunteers uh, that are greeting, that are ushering, that are serving in our production teams and our worship team. Can we thank the volunteers that are giving of their time to make this event happen, make these services happen? We love it. And in just a moment, we're going to continue to sing with some carols, and we're going to end the service in candlelight, which I'm excited about. But I want to take just a moment and talk a little bit about why we're here, why we're celebrating. At River Valley, we have been in this Christmas series on the weekend, spending time. The first week, we talked about the importance of why we need the holidays and the fact that God created what was originally called the holy days, the feasts and the festivals that helped us pause our lives and to celebrate and to remember what's important talked about sacred rhythms with our life, the health of our soul, the health of our spirit. We need that. And in 2020, we need that. This past weekend, Pastor Rob preached a message about why we need Christmas, why this moment, this holiday is special, the coming of Jesus Christ. How did it come to be? Why do we celebrate on December 25th? Why are we here right now doing this? But we need Christmas. I love to spend just the next couple minutes to talk about in continuing this series, talking about why you need Jesus. You need Jesus. And I don't know who you are, where you're watching from right now. We got people watching online around Minnesota and around the world. If you're in the room, can we welcome the online audience that's with us, a part of our church? Thank you for joining us for this service. But it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done, you need Jesus. I'd love to read the story of the birth of Christ in Luke chapter two. And I wanna give a challenge as well, that you would never let a Christmas go by without looking at the Bible and reading from Luke chapter two. Let's go there, starting at verse one. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in claws and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as what they had been told. The subject of what I'm talking about right now is you need Jesus. But why do you need Jesus? Have you ever met anybody before and they, they've got a name or maybe a nickname that kind of fits their MO, that fits their personality, fits the bill for who they are? They, they got kind of a unique name or nickname. It's like, man, that's a perfect name for you. That type of thing or that person that's named that way, there's a word for it. It's called aptronym, aptronym. When the name lines up with maybe their career, their personality, their wiring, their gift set. Give you an example, Usain Bolt, aptronym. The fastest guy in the world, last name is Bolt. How about Tiger Woods? Uh, uh, Tiger Woods is an aptronym because a type of golf club is a wood. It's amazing, but here's some more names for you. There's a lady named, you might not know all of these, but her name was Jewel Angst. And she became a psychiatrist who wrote a lot about anxiety. And her last name is Angst. Fits the bill. There's some pitchers, major league pitchers. Guy's name is Josh Outman. It's a good name to have if you're a pitcher. He's the out man, getting people out. But there's some other pitchers too that uh, this is a little unfortunate. Major league pitcher, Grant Ball Four. <laughs> what? It's a rough name to be a pitcher. Grant Ball Four. Another picture, Bob Walk. Bob Walk. I don't know how he became a major league pitcher. There's another one. Uh, this, this guy became a, a Catholic cardinal, and his name was James Sin. And his nickname became, he is the Cardinal Sin. It's unfortunate. Have you ever met anybody like that? The reason I'm kind of making those jokes is to say this. There are a lot of names for Jesus. And I want you to know that every single one of those names or those nicknames of who Jesus is fit the bill. It is true about him. Can I read you some of his names that we see all throughout the Bible? Jesus is the almighty one. He is the alpha and the omega. He's the advocate. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the bread of life, the chief cornerstone, the deliverer, the good shepherd, the great high priest. I'm going to skip a bunch of these because I'll be here all night. He is the risen Lord, the rock, the sacrifice for our sin, the supreme creator over all, the resurrection and the life. Jesus Christ is the door. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus Christ is our wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. 
Jesus. He's got a bunch of nicknames that are aptronyms. It fits his character. Why do you need Jesus? Because I, I'd love to give you four different names of Jesus that I didn't read yet. Four names of Jesus. And you might need this in your life. And more than might, you need this in your life. The first one is Jesus. One of his names is he is the joy giver. We read it in this story. The angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And you might need more than just an ounce of joy, more than just a, a dose of joy, but the joy that comes from the inside, that comes from the Holy Spirit himself, that transforms your life, that even on your worst day, you've got a smile on your face because the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't know what 2020 has looked like for you, but maybe it's, it's bringing it down. Maybe it's, it's just been a weight. It's been a pressure. It's, it's just caused you to just, uh, just kind of look down. But Jesus wants to bring you joy. He wants to lift your head. It's one of his names, and it fits the bill. You need Jesus because you need the joy of the Lord. John chapter 15, Jesus said it about himself. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And you need to know that Jesus loves you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus says this, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. You need Jesus because you need the joy of the Lord. The second name that I want to share with you beyond all the names that I've already said is that Jesus is the Messiah. We just read it in the story, but he is the Messiah. What does that mean? That's the Hebrew word, uh, Messiah, meaning anointed one. When we look at the New Testament written in Greek, Messiah is the same word as Christ, Jesus the Christ. He is the anointed one. When we look at the Old Testament, the people of God were looking for a king, somebody to follow, somebody to look to. And God said, I, I am your king. What, what are you looking for? But God said, okay, I'll give you a king. And if you remember the story, the prophet Samuel anointed the king Saul, the first king of Israel and then anointed King David to be. And they would anoint these kings. And so the word Messiah meant that there will one day be a person that's going to come. And he is going to be the anointed one. He is going to be the king. More than the king, he's going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. And you need Jesus because you need the king of kings and the Lord of lords in your life. He's the Savior, the Deliverer. The third name is that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And the peace that God brings, the peace that Jesus offers you is transformative. It's easy to have peace when everything's all good. It's easy to have peace when things are just smooth sailing. But the peace that God gives is even through challenge, even through your worst storm, there's a peace that surpasses our understanding. It's hard to describe because it's something that's supernatural that only the Lord can bring. And maybe you need peace, the peace of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18 says, For he himself, talking about Jesus, he is our peace 
who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. What are you talking about? In the Old Testament, it was just the people of God. If you were Jewish, Hebrew, Israelite, the people of God, that was the people, that was the family of God. But Jesus came and he, he destroyed the dividing wall, meaning that everybody else, all humanity could get in on this. We could be delivered. We could be a part, adopted in, grafted into the family of God. Jesus is the one who made it happen that we get to celebrate today that he's our savior. He's our prince of peace. The last name, just as we close this, the last name is that Jesus is our savior. He's our savior. And you need a savior. Why do you need Jesus? Because you need a savior. The Bible said we all sinned. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it, Jesus made a way from us, for us. God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating. He lived a perfect life that we could never live no matter how hard we try. And he died on the cross. It's what we celebrate at Easter. Jesus died on the cross, paying for the sins of all humanity. How is it possible for one man to pay for the sins of humanity? It's possible because he was perfect. He was perfect. He did not deserve to die. The potency of his perfection and his death on the cross means that my sin, past, present, and future is forgiven when we give our lives to him. Your sin right now can be forgiven past, present, and future. And you can be saved. You can be made new. You can be transformed even today. Why do you need Jesus? It's because you need a savior. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? The book of Matthew says, ask. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Do you want to ask Jesus into your life right now? You may have come to this service. You might be streaming online right now thinking, man, I'm just watching this because a family member sent me the link or I'm just in this service right now because, you know, my, my family member invited me and that's why I'm here. But, but you're here for more than that. God had this plan, this moment that he wants to save you. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace. And are you here saying, I want to give my life to Jesus? just a moment. We're going to pray a prayer together, asking Jesus to be the Lord of our lives. You're the only person that can make this decision for you. Do you want to pray that prayer saying, Jesus, would you forgive me of my sin? Would you make me new? Would you be the Lord of my life? With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm not going to call you forward, but I'm going to count to three. When I say three, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want him to save you, would you lift your hand saying, today's my day. I'll never be the same. I'm giving my life to Jesus and you can put your hand right back down. You already know it's you. Nobody looking around, ready? One, two, three. Would you lift your hand in the air saying, today's my day. I wanna give my life to Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Just looking around. And we've got some kids making that decision too. It's awesome. People saying yes to Jesus. Anybody else right now just saying, today's my day. If you're watching online, you can even write in the chat right now. We've got some of our team that are with you in the chats. You, uh, you can say, today's my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. You can put your hands down. Let's pray this prayer together. Would everybody in the room, everybody watching online, would you repeat these words after me? Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive your gift, the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate here and anybody watching online that are making a decision to follow Jesus? Stand to your feet and we welcome you to the family of God. And as a church, we don't want this to just be a moment, but we want to walk with you. And one way that we can resource you and walk with you is by giving you a digital Now What booklet. Now What Do I Do? You can text the words Now What to the number 94,000. And at this time, as we get ready to close, we're going to sing two more carols. Would you grab your candle all across the room? And if you're watching online, grab a candle where you're at and join us in this candle lit moment. We're going to have the ushers come down. They're going to start lighting candles right now. If your candle is lit, would you look to the next, the person next to you, have them dip their candle into yours. And in just a moment, this entire room is going to be fully lit of candlelight. Let's sing both these carols together.
Christ the Savior is born. One more verse. And silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. worshiping Jesus right now feels like 2020 had a lot of changes a lot of pivots a lot of unexpected things but this just feels right to worship as a church family and to remember that God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus we celebrate that thanks for being a part of River Valley Church thanks for worshiping with us whether here or online and we want to wish you a very very Merry Christmas God bless you